You're listening to WBEZ. Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson is marking a milestone this week, 100 days in office. He won by running a progressive campaign, but has worked to build bridges with former opponents in his quest to be a mayor, in his words, for all of Chicago. Johnson has taken a slower approach to building out his cabinet and to pursuing legislative goals than previous administrations. He calls that strategy deliberative and collaborative as he's balanced a mix of crises, including summer violence and a lack of housing for incoming migrants. Johnson sat down with WBEZ City Politics reporters Tessa Weinberg and Mariah Wolfel on a day when practice for the Aaron Water Show was happening in the background. Mariah starts us off. Mayor, you came off a campaign where you were characterized as an anti-police defunder, despite your platform not really saying that you would defund the police, and someone without enough experience to lead this city. Has that pushed you to govern more to the middle than you or maybe your progressive base would like? Well, look, this you know, first few months in office have, has been an incredible journey. There's a great deal of excitement that's breaking out all over the city of Chicago. I've been to multiple events. Um, I've had meetings, you know, across sectors. And what everyone is saying overwhelmingly, um, they're, they're asking, what can they do to help? And that level of support um, and collaboration that, that I've called for um, is really taking root. And as a result of it, I mean, we have some exciting things that um, we've established. And having a, a firm foundation um, in our values is, is critically important. That's why I'm grateful that for the first time in the history of the city of Chicago, we have a deputy mayor that is dedicated um, to community safety. For the first time in the history of the city of Chicago, we have a deputy mayor for immigrants, migrants, and refugee rights. As of Thursday morning, there were over a thousand asylum seekers waiting for shelter placement. You've said that having people stay in police stations is unacceptable. How much money will your first budget dedicate to this crisis? Well, I mean, look, there is a very serious humanitarian crisis that we have here. And since I was sworn in, uh, I believe that 90 buses roughly have arrived um, in the course of these first 90 days. And... You know, what I'm most impressed with, though, in this moment is the commi- the commitment and dedication from the people of Chicago. Mutual aid um, has been provided. Um, folks are stepping up to provide support services and wraparound services for, for families. Forty years ago, Mayor Harold Washington established the city of Chicago as a sanctuary city. And we're committed to living out what our ancestors put in place. Now, what's important, though, in this moment is that adding more shelters... Um, in which we've had, um, which we've done, is not just important for our migrants, but also making sure that we're providing support services for those who are currently unhoused. And so, as you know, um, we've start, started moving um, our policy forward to bring Chicago home. Um, you know, we've started you know, moving in the direction that um, I was elected to do to bring treatment, not trauma, into fruition. I mean, these are campaign promises that I made, and we're delivering on those. What funds from Bring Chicago Home do you foresee any of that revenue raise going towards the asylum seeker crisis response? Right now, we're committed to continue to bring all of our uh, levels of government together. And of course, we're going to continue to, to to push the federal government to provide as much support and aid as possible. One of the main tenets of your crime prevention plan as a candidate was to hire 200 more detectives or promote from within. Have you started that process? Where does it stand? Well, again, we now have a new superintendent and, and well, we will have a new superintendent. Um, I, I'm confident that he'll get confirmed by the city council. 
Um, part of our discussions have been how do we identify and train individuals who are best positioned to help grow that particular division of, 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 of the police department. And again, it's not just policing that's ultimately that's going to build a better, stronger, safer Chicago. It's going to take all of us. And I'm committed to getting at the root causes um, while also providing the support that law enforcement needs in the front lines like treatment, not trauma, mental health providers to show up where policing does not have to. You've defended your slower pace of cabinet appointments as evidence of a deliberative approach. What's your deadline to have your department heads in place by? We have a full functioning government right now. And there are people in position in place um, to carry out government. How many holdovers have you asked to stay on so far? We're evaluating um, every single uh, department as well as sister agency. And as we continue to assess each division of, of, of labor and responsibility, again, there's an entire process that's in place that allows me to vet and make the best possible decision. Have you decided whether CPS CEO Pedro Martinez will stay on permanently, yes or no? I think what the CEO Martinez has done thus far has engendered a great deal of confidence. And as I said, for the first time in probably a generation, CPS and the Chicago Teachers Union and all of our labor partners are working together. Former Public Health Commissioner Allison already alleges she was instructed to not speak publicly about public health matters. How do you square that approach with the collaborative government you're aiming to build? This is the last I'm going to say on this, okay? I don't believe it's appropriate. In fact, I think it's morally wrong to discuss um, the nature of someone's employment and particularly their termination. And that's just not right to do. And I've been hesitant and reluctant to speak about this because by asking me to discuss the nature of her term termination, I'm just not going to be disparaging or denigrate a public servant in public. I'm not going to do that. Your predecessor, former Mayor Lori Lightfoot, said she left you with a smaller than ex expected budget gap, but warned the rosy forecast will only hold if the city raises property taxes at the rate of inflation. As your administration prepares for its first budget, do you think raising property taxes is an inevitable step you'll have to take? All of us, our city council members, including my administration, are taking a full evaluation of, of, our, of our budget. You know, I have a vision for the city of Chicago, and that's to invest in people, and we're going to do just that. Is it on the table, a property tax increase? Investing in people is on the table. WBEZ City Politics reporters Mariah Wolfel and Tessa Weinberg in conversation with Chicago Mayor Brandon Johnson. Tune in tomorrow morning to hear more assessments of Johnson's first months in office. This is WBEZ.